single-handedly broke up my marriage. You're an awful person. You're 24 years old. Why would I listen to you? Why would you be giving therapy and advice to people who clearly need it? It doesn't make any sense, Ari. This is a horrible idea. You're listening to you're listening to unlicensed, 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 unlicensed therapy with Ari Mendes. The guy who owns this apartment building is 95 years old. His name's Mr. Bradley. And when I moved in, I said, can I use the garages? Because I saw them. I was like, can I put a car in there? Mm-hmm. And he goes, no, we use it for storage. I have a bunch of old stuff in there. Okay. And one day I was just bored and I was peeking around and it was all trash. Mm-hmm. Everything in here was trash. But I was like, I don't want to disrespect the guy. I got a good deal. I'm not yeah. going to go against what he said. Then he died. Okay. And in the midst of all this thing, I'm like, I'm just going to open the garage, clear it out, start using it, and pretend like I've been using it So no one, like, forever. came for his old shit or anything? It was literally trash. It was literally, oh, wow. like, that wouldn't have been value to anyone except maybe a hoarder. Yeah. It was old furniture, but, like, ratty furniture. Uh, it wouldn't be worth anything. It'd be hard to give away. Like, I'd bugs and mice and shit in here? There were there was pro, there was rat poop. I didn't uh, see actually any rats, but there were tons of bugs. Jesus. The walls were covered in oil and dirt. It was gross. Oh my god. Well, so good spent, work, dude. Yeah. So I spent days clearing all the shit out. Then I painted it. Mm-hmm. Ho- no, first I hosed it down. Then I painted it. Then I got wood paneling from Home Depot. Did you so hang the wood paneling? I glued it. I got construction it's adhesive. Glued? Yeah, it's, that's all up there, <laughs> just via glue. <laughs> like strong. <laughs> construction glue I mean, at least it's pieced together nice yeah so i just put a little set together good work and dude. it's pretty good it's not perfect you could hear a little street noise but mm-hmm. no one complains and yeah no, i'm a really tech nice. nerd so people I made at it home don't realize that it, this looks like a place you for sure od in <laughs> on the outside on the inside it's, it's nice there's a stuffed animal there's a candle yeah, it looks like a lot of weird shit goes down here. And who knows the history of what went Lord down in here. There could have knows. been crackheads in here. There's got to be a reason he was like, don't go in the garage. <laughs> I think he was just a hoarder. He was an old man. And he's like, you never know when I'll need that stuff again. Do you hoard but, it all? Is there any like specific thing that you're like, I don't know if I can get rid of this yet? Old clothes. Same. Yeah, I have a shirt, like old t-shirts where I'm like, I might want to wear that again one day. Mm-hmm. I'm never wearing that again, but it's, oh. I have a, a separate drawer of shirts that I might wear again one day. Oh, dude, I'm the that same That I'm way. not going to wear. I have so many outfits at home that I'm like, there, there will come a time where I'm going to need to wear this. Mm-hmm. And I'll do it with uh, mail from like the bank. Anything that has to do with my finances, <laughs> I can't get rid I of it. I might need this one I'm day. I'm terrified yeah. that someone's going to be like, Are I you need scared of going broke? this. I'm already broke, so. I mean, Are you actually broke? Me. Oh, dude, yes, absolutely. It's amazing how little we know about each other because like when I look at you just from an outsider's perspective i'm like oh he's killing it he's on tv he's doing stand-up on the road like he must have hundreds of thousands I, of dollars oh god no i'm like i'm i'm not broke but i'm not comfortable like sure. i'm not like terrified that i don't have rent for for december coming up but i'm like i don't know what i'm doing for march right i'm at the point it's it's i don't have steady income same so i have yeah i have like $12,000 in my bank account. So it's not, mm-hmm. I'm not like, holy shit, how am I going to pay next month's rent? Yeah. But I definitely am not like, I could just chill for the next year. I'm exactly. good. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm the same way. And then the TV stuff I have done doesn't pay shit. And even the stand up gigs, you know, like feature life is, uh, it's fun and it's glamorous. Are you not headlining? Uh, I'm just now starting to headline. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm going to be in New York this coming weekend. Uh, I'll be headlining out there. And then I'm headlining uh-huh. Charlotte and then Dayton, Cincinnati. So I'm finally starting to do that. Yeah. But for the past, 
five, six years has just been featuring. And you get to go on the road with these yeah. cool people and like you're doing a dream come true show. Yeah, but then I'm like the that. pay is like, I got super lucky with opening for Dane, man. Like, the, like yeah. we're taking a private jet to places and stuff. It's, oh, it's, yeah. It's he lives, amazing. He goes big. Man. I've never even been in a limo before. So like never? a private jet, never, no clue what it looks like on the inside. My 29th birthday, I had a Hummer limo pick me and my friends up from right here. That's and amazing. And take us to CeCe's Pizza and Corona. So I mixed a little... <laughs> luxury with a little trash that's beautiful it was man. a trashy limo too it was like an old trashy hummer limo there was like pieces of the ceiling missing oh, up top. i didn't God. know that going in how much was it It was expensive i probably paid 500 bucks just to go to cc's pizza yeah Are you just serious? for my birthday yeah it was like from i, I considered it my birthday party you know? uh, for the joke you know, it's still like funny 16 people on a limo going right there. and it was actually it was a great birthday i would say there was a little bit of un, um, unexpected traffic, mm-hmm. so I was expecting it to be about 40 minutes each way, 45 minutes. It took yeah. a little over an hour each way. At least you get to enjoy and the limo. And it was slightly too long. Mm. It was like, if it was, if every, but it was good. It was a great birthday. When's your birthday? So, September 22nd. Oh, so this was the uh, But this was, oh, I'm 30 now. I just turned 30. So this 30? was a year ago. How old are you? I just turned 24. So cool. Dude, dude it, it feels so weird. You started comedy when you were like 15, right? 15, yeah, dude. It's it'll, Yeah, it'll be That's, nine years in April. I started when I was 22, which still... Still crazy young. Is like pretty young. Yeah. Or, I mean, it's... Yeah, I'd say it's on the... On average, probably on the younger side. Mm. But I remember being 22 and go, man, I wish I started when I was 18. I wish I had started when I was like 13. Yeah, I, would, yeah. I mean, would so, it have made a difference? Probably not. No, probably If anything, not. I think I would have been less ready for the opportunities that I did get. Right. Because there's plenty of there's plenty in my early career that I'm like, I, I really thought I was ready for it. Like when I did Wild and Out, I auditioned for Wild and Out two years before I actually got oh, it. Oh, really? I, I fucking tanked so, so did bad. You, so you auditioned more than once? Yeah, you I auditioned. auditioned. So they did like, I think it was four or five seasons in the beginning, like with the original cast, like D-Ray and Cat Williams, Kevin Hart, all those people. And it was like uh-huh. four or five seasons, and they took like a two or three year break. And uh, when they, they rebooted the whole thing, I was in Atlanta, and they were holding auditions down there, and uh, they were doing it at my manager at the time's club. So, of course, like I got an audition for it. And Nick actually knew who I was just because I, I used to do a, a really hacky bit about how terrible he was. I mean, <laughs> really? So, yeah. You used to do a bit bashing him and you got to be on a show. That's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, I stand by the joke still. Yeah. Um, See, so yeah, I went up and I was like, I think I was 17 at the time. And uh, yeah, I, I tanked hard. Like, I, I was not ready. I was so nervous. I was so young. And I really I thought mean, I was ready. Who knows? And then two years comes around and I audition again and uh, I ended up getting it. And I was like, I, I would not have been there. So I was I really was not ready. Yeah. I just turned 19. And even then, I wasn't quite as ready as but I was. But you know what? It's also one of those things. I'm not saying you were, you weren't ready. I don't know. I didn't, I don't follow your comedy well enough to know how good you were when you were 17. <laughs> but it's like, you never feel ready. Two no. years from now, you're going to be like, at 24, I wasn't ready. Yeah. You know, you're going to look back. And and yeah, you go, I take my audition, and you probably did. Mm-hmm. But it's also like everyone has bad sets forever. I, I had think a bad set yeah. yesterday. I, I so. think it's just weird that you have to, you kind of just have to be prepared because you don't know when that opportunity is going to come. What, like if you could go back in time, what made you, do you think now, like not ready when you were 17? Did you, your material wasn't good enough? Were you too nervous? Like what was your- confidence wasn't quite there. You weren't, you weren't confident enough. No, like I was still like scared to commit to stuff. I, I, I don't think I truly believed I was like funny yet. I think I was like, okay, this is a really cool job that I'm starting to do. And like, maybe this will be a career and all these exciting things are what happening so early. What city did you start in? Uh, Ohio, Columbus. Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, and okay. then I, I moved to Atlanta for like three months. Uh, to perform at my manager at the Times Club. 
like the summer between my junior and senior year. What club is that? Uh, the Atlanta, Com- no, no, sorry, sorry, Uptown Comedy Corner. Okay. It's uh, it's in Atlanta and it's like notoriously like the most ghetto <laughs> urban crowd like in the country. That's kind of like, cool though. It really was. Was, it, was it like when you were in Columbus? Was it uh, like a urban scene or? Yes and no. Uh, Columbus start- is a college town, right? Yes. So it's uh, mostly just like white kids. Uh, parts of it, yes. Yeah. The campus area, yes. Downtown, yeah. yes. Uh, but there's some there's some parts to it that, that, that definitely aren't great. Uh, it's a pretty crime ridden city. It's just yeah. it just looks nicer. <laughs> um, so I started in Columbus at the Funny Bone there, and from there it's 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 really weird. From there, other comics started to ask me to do their independent shows or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was always black people. Because I, like I I heard of you. I don't remember when I heard of you. I guess when you moved. When did you move to LA? What year? 2013. Yeah. So right when you moved to LA, everyone was talking like, oh, there's that. How old were you at the time? 17. Yeah, they're like 17-year-old kid is performing at the Laugh Factory all the time. So people kind of like... That's what I first heard. I was like, "Oh, there was a, there's a 17 year old who gets spots at the Laugh Factory." Oh, that's time. why everybody hates me. No, yeah, no, it sense. wasn't even hate. It was just like <laughs> that's what you. Everyone's known for something. If you're yeah. known, like you got to be known for something. Very you didn't true. have any TV credits. Yeah. So it was just, oh, the guy. That's the guy who's 17 mm-hmm. who's in at the Laugh Factory. Even, what, even that yeah. came from like it was Chocolate Sundays first before I got to like the actual Laugh Factory spots. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, I've just come to find black comedians are way more generous with opportunities. Yeah, like white people and you never stand out there rooms. more. Absolutely. So maybe it's like you try and get in the white shows. It's like get in line, dude. There's exactly. thirty other white guys. But if you do get in line at the black shows, they're like, okay, you're one yeah. of four white guys trying to do this here. So. Like how many times you've been a part of like a booking process for a show, and they're like, well, we got to get a black person, or we have to get a girl, or whatever. Like that's the diversity in the show. I'm yeah. easy diversity, and like I'll actually be decent. So if it's so like a, a, a safe. Was event. that like? It w- but that wasn't a conscious choice that was just kind of where you were getting love in the beginning and you just found a place there and so you're like yeah i can do that all of my friends since like since uh, kindergarten have have been black so it's for for whatever reason it was extremely comfortable it wasn't like a transition or anything like that it was just like these are the people i'm usually around anyway so i mean i'm glad they like my sense of humor and Mm -hmm. luckily i've been able to like to to transition over to pretty much half black half white audience because yeah. the last thing I wanted was to I be mean, Gary I mean I think Owen. every comedian wants to just be a comedian yeah. no, no comedian black or white or Asian mm-hmm. wants to go I want to just perform for Asian people even though just, a shtick is what really kind of blows you up like Joe yeah. Coy is like marketed that Filipino audience right. Sebastian with the Italians mm-hmm. Ali Wong for the Asians like you you, you corner that fucking market easily yeah, yeah. business wise mm-hmm. it's probably a good decision and you know Gary Owen yeah of course like he's cornered the white dude yeah. doing all black crowds well that's not what I but wanted that, well that's what I was gonna ask you I was like do you think you'll be like a Gary Owen type 10 years from now or I don't think not? so because Hollywood doesn't really fuck with that yeah like uh, it's it's fucked up, but they yeah they don't they don't look on urban comedy as as gently as I don't know mainstream white comedians or whatever. So I mean right. I, I don't think it, I think it'd be dumb for me to try to corner myself like that. I mean right. if, if it happens inevitably, that's fine. I'll take my fan base. Whoever sure. wants to laugh and have a good time, I'll that's my audience gladly. Mm-hmm. But I mean I'd like to appeal to any and everybody if I can. Do you have a specific like demographic for your comedy that you usually go for? I would say I also would like to appeal to everyone. Mm-hmm. But I'm a little edgy, so I definitely don't appeal towards sensitive people oh, or like worst. college students. Oh, you know, like young, young women basically are not my audience for the most part. I would say, I mean, there's Dude, obviously young dudes a, hate a me. That's the weird thing. <laughs> 
Yeah, I would say dirt bags like me. Mm, interesting. My, my demographic, or at least what would look like dirt bags. Mm. I think they're nice people. I feel like that's like the stereotypical like yeah. stand up comedy fan though. It's, it's like a little bit of scummy people who are like, I like yeah. a little bit of a fucked up sense of humor. It's fun. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, people who wear flannels. <laughs> Casual <laughs> flannel. I'm the same yeah, way though. Like I, I'm in that demographic and in that age range, and I, I hate colleges. I yeah. know the money's great there. Oh, yeah. I, I'd rather make four hundred dollars at a comedy club than a thousand dollars at a college. Same. I just I, I know I'm gonna have a miserable yeah, I'd say time. People with baseball hats, beards, those are my people. Do I'll you ever get worried me. that you'll like you'll accidentally um, like start to sound like any of the people you open for? I don't worry about that too much, and the reason is I don't enjoy comedy anymore. Really? So I barely watch comedy. Why is that? I think I'm just around it too much, and I'm too obsessed with it at this point Fair. in my life. It's too much of a, my life to where when I watch it, I can't enjoy it as a fan anymore. I could, or it's very hard. Like yeah. Occasionally, very few. If people. it's someone I like, or occasionally I'll just be, you know what? I'm gonna go in the room and watch for a half hour. Mm -hmm. But that's rare. Yeah, it's for a the handful most part, of comics. So if if ever. Someone says to me, oh, this person does a joke just like yours. I go, well, I couldn't have taken it from them because I've never seen them. Yeah. And that's not why I do it, but that's just – that's not why I don't watch comedy. But mm -hmm. that's just one of the perks is if, if I ever take someone's joke, it's parallel thinking because yeah. I've never seen them. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same way. And if I yeah. hear someone do a similar premise of one of mine, I'm like, I, I don't want to do it then. Yeah. Like, like someone sent us that clip or whatever of yeah, like yeah. a premise of mine sounds similar to yours. I'm like, I'll scrap it then. Like, yeah, I, don't, the gun, I don't want it. The gun joke. Yeah. It's I mean, not it's original to me anymore. Like, I don't want it anymore. I see. I I mean, I'll do the same thing, if, mm -hmm. especially if someone's like more successful and I see them doing it on joke. I'm like, well, it's theirs now. They're, it doesn't suck. The hierarchy. But uh, I am not good at writing new stuff. It's my, my biggest I'm weakness in comedy. Way. I have jokes on the road that I've been doing for three years. It's I'm like, the same way. Yeah. But there's like, the, there is a structure to it where it's like, how long are you supposed to save up jokes for like, say your first hour, especially, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? That, that can't be an hour of what, like your most recent in that year material. I, right. I would unless assume it's a culmination of your best shit Joe your Rogan career. or whatever. Exactly. Crystal Leah, it's like, no, I'm not that. I'm not that uh, type right. of writer either, though. Like you know, like Neil Brennan can sit down at a desk every day for three hours and just write new material. It just yeah. it has to happen in my life. I'm usually joking yeah. around with friends, and like yeah. that will spark something, and I'll go, right. "Ooh, I'm I can, write, I can write about this." Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Same here. And maybe that's just me being lazy. I think or the maybe, same thing. Or maybe down the road it'll change, mm -hmm. but that's right. That's just where I'm at. Right I, I try to tell myself it's life experiences because like with us with us being so young, yourself included still, it's like we haven't been through as much as people who, you know, have been doing comedy 20 years and are right. just now doing their second or third special, you know, like they've had yeah. so much time to get good and see stuff and fine tune material. Yeah. For and that's another years. thing. I find myself having more material when I go out and and doing a new experience. If mm -hmm. I'm traveling, not for comedy or yeah. if I'm going and doing something. Do you still feel like the young guy? When you're around? Yes and no. Um, yes, because I am. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I think I'm like the yeah, youngest person young. on, on the scene here in LA. I don't, Jack Knight, I think is like maybe one year older than me, I think. I think uh, Pete Davis yeah, is like I mean, there's two some years. other young people. There's like Jack Knight, Allie Makofsky. How old is Allie? She's like 25, 26, right? No, I think she's younger. I think she, 
think she, I don't remember, but she's your age probably, 23, 24. I do, but I've just been around. I mean, you only. still are a young person. Yeah. But I mean, I mean talking even, because now there's new people who are starting at, there's new 18-year-olds starting, yeah. new 22-year-olds. But overall, when you're around, when you're on a show, on a lineup, do you mm. still go, oh, I'm the young guy, or do you feel like, oh, I'm kind of seasoned, I've been doing this now? Internally, uh, I don't know if ego is the right word, but men- mentally, I-, I kind of feel like I, I belong in the lineup at this point because yeah. I'll be doing it nine years this spring. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm having good sets. I'm gearing up to do my special soon. Like things yeah. feel right, but when I am looking at people who like Joe, I did a show last night with, or the other night with Joey Diaz, Nick Swartzen, Bobby Lee. Um, like it's all these people who I've, I, I fucking love their standup. I've watched yeah. them for ten years. Yeah, and compared to them, I'm like, oh, I'm. Like nobody, I shouldn't right. be on this show. Like I don't deserve to be on the show with these people. Right, right, right. So I mean, yeah, yes and no. But with me turning twenty four, I kind of feel like this is like the last year that anyone will even be like, oh, he's this kid, you know, he's this kid comic. I feel like at yeah. twenty five, people are like, what do you have to say? Right. Then you're a young. Then yeah. you're a young man. Yeah. Now yeah. it's like you're an adult. No more like sympathy laughs right. or like, oh, give the kid a chance. Like, right, no, you're right, right. a working adult now. Yeah, and I think, I mean, you don't look like, you're like Jack, too. Oh, thanks, man. When did that start? Dude, like, I'd say I started working out like three years ago. Like, I I am like a super skinny person. Like, it's so hard for me to, like, add any kind of weight whatsoever. Uh So I have to work out, like, every day. I have to be eating a lot all the time. If I go, like, two days without working out, I'm super skinny. Like, I, I just lose everything. And that was probably, yeah, probably about three years ago. But now it's like, it's routine. Like, I, if I go a day or two without working out, I, I just feel not great. So two days you feel guilty. Yeah, I really do. So One you do day a lot I'll of hotel guilty. gyms on the road? Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. They're the worst, dude. You know, it'd be lo- like two dumbbells. Well, and what like do you do when you're in town in LA? Uh, LA Fitness and boxing. And would you, do you prefer LA Fitness to a hotel gym? Oh, absolutely. See, for me, I like working out in, like, private. Really? So if I go to 24-Hour Fitness or LA Fitness, I don't like it. Not that I I clearly don't work out (laughs) that much, but when I do work out, I want it to be by myself, no one watching. Do you find yourself, like, can you get motivated by yourself, though? Um, I mean, I definitely can get motivated better if I had a trainer or someone mm. I was working out with, but I don't get motivated by just random people around me working out. That doesn't motivate me. That's that like, motivates that, you? That, that's, yeah. that's exactly what does it for me. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm in the place where everyone else is doing the same thing I'm supposed to be doing. Like, mm-hmm. do it. You do what everybody else is doing in, in this place right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, there's probably lower uh, rest periods. Yeah, because you're like, I don't want to be the guy on my phone, and everybody's being like, this fucking guy on his phone not even working out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like there's a, lot, there's a lot of judgment, yeah. and I'm fueled by it rather than intimidated but by it. But was there an initial thing that made you start working out? Was it hanging around people um, that worked out a lot? Were you like, I'm going to get Jack because I have a lot of free time? What was your... Uh, at, at first, it this was probably, probably four years ago. I started to like dabble in a little bit. It was when Dane and I actually started to become closer friends. Because he works out a lot. Yeah, he works out a lot. So he would invite me to come like work out with him in the morning. And I was just, at the time, jumping at the opportunity just to hang out. Right. So I was like, I'll go with you. And I started to have fun a little bit. And then I moved in next door to my best friend. And he's like a really big fitness guy or whatever. So he was doing workouts at his house and stuff and tried to start to get me into it. And then once, probably probably a good nine months into it, I was like, I, I feel wrong not doing it now. Right. Like I just started to feel better. 
about my body yeah. and myself and career wise. Like if that's, like, I, I want to transition over to acting at some point. And like, those are the kind of roles I'd like to go for. So it's like, might as well start putting what, in the roles, work action? now. Yeah, man. I, I love that. Yeah. Kind of, I want, I want to do everything. Those are my kind of movies. Yeah, yeah. dude. But that's I, your number one type of acting role you'd want I would be action? Like dramatic action. Yeah, I, I love it. Like comedy is, is fun. And like, we, we already do that, you know? I, I could do a comedy film and just be myself, but yeah. I think it'd be really fun to step out of a comfort zone and really reach for something that's not innately you. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. So I'm just trying to I'm just trying to take all the steps possible for like we said, like when that opportunity comes. I don't mm -hmm. want to get an audition tomorrow and they're like, oh, we need somebody who's 180 and jacked. Yeah. I'm like, fuck. I'm yeah, you don't have the acting resume to where they're you're like, yeah, but I will work out for it. They're like, well. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, no, you're you need not, to immediately look the part. Bale. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then hopefully you can act. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. What would be, would you write an action movie or you just want to be in one? Do you write scripts or anything I do, like I do. My friend and I are actually about to shoot our pilot, um, our self-funded, self-produced, self-directed pilot. Um, Comedy pilot. It's, uh, it's, it's a little bit of everything. It's a, what was it, a dramedy, I guess. Do you kill anyone in it? Um, yes, but in a funny way. It's not like a badass Do you scene. fuck anyone in it? Yes. Nice. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's raunchy as fuck. But I'm not like all. I'd say half of our meetings, the first half, we were just we're taking a script to people, and we couldn't figure out why people weren't really getting it. And then we finally met down with a met, sat down with a producer friend of mine, whatever, and he and he really liked it. He was like, I love it. And I was like, Well, why are all these people not really getting it? He was like. Because it looks like a fucking amateur wrote this. My friend and I, we, we've never taken a script writing class ever. I have no idea how to format things. We mm -hmm. like, we basically wrote it like a fucking novel. Like we're writing yeah. like every different action and detail. Yeah, like, you got to get uh, like a working writer to at least go through it before you. At least do the physical it. writing yeah, of yeah. it. Yes, you can still write it your way and then give it to someone who mm -hmm. knows what people like. Yeah, I'm, but then, I'm, I'm not good at that. It's so intricate yeah. to go dialogue by dialogue by dialogue. Is, yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even good at writing for myself, it takes let alone like making up this entire scenario. It takes a long time. It's easier when you're doing it with a writing partner, mm -hmm. though. That helps. And, and it's got to be a, pro a project you're passionate about. Yeah. Like you have to have a full vision. So for no it. one bit, and you're like, well, let's just shoot it then. Yeah, and then since we've decided to do that, to do that on our own, we've put together an amazing team. We've got a great director, a great producer, and hopefully, I mean, hopefully. Fingers crossed! It's looking like it's probably going to go to Netflix. Our, our production company. Oh, has, it's already. Has, our production uh, company has a first look deal with them. So. Oh, that's great. Assuming everything turns out well, once we start. Once I thought we start you meant filming, you were literally doing it. Uh, like so, it's not on your own anymore. Now well, Netflix I mean, is making it. it. I mean, when I say on my own, I mean like there's no network directly attached to it. There's not like a like there's it's not like Miramax or some shit is attached to it. It's an right. independent production company. They do. Yeah. They do a lot of really big deals, but like they're not well known. It's mm -hmm. just very intricate, small but you're connections. Not for where it. I made. No, we're, but we're, we're reaching out to we're reaching out to other investors. But again, I'm looking at it as in like I have to do that. That's usually yeah. a, a network's job or a right, production right. company oh, itself's job. Yeah. yeah, and we still have to piece all this all this stuff together. Mm -hmm. That's pretty exciting. It's, it's kind of fun too. You learn man. a lot. You know how to do it again. Well, this project we've been working on it for like we filmed a sizzle for it. It'll be two years ago in in March, and it didn't turn out anything the way any way that we wanted it to. So. I feel like a normal person would have just been like, oh, we're fucked. Like, uh, scrap it. This isn't going to work. But we've just stuck with it for two years. And in hindsight, kind of like Wild Now and stuff, we're like, oh, we weren't ready two years ago. We right. needed this time to piece all this stuff together. Because when I finally brought it to the guy we found to direct it, mm -hmm. he was like, really funny script. I get it. I love it. He's like, well, we need to do a shoot a sizzle. I'm like, well, here's the thing we shot two years ago. And he was like, oh, fuck. Like, this is. 
this is great. He's like, now you got to do a, uh, you know, an episode arc. I was like, well, I hear you. We have everything yeah, fucking yeah. ready. All he was like, pieces. oh my God. It's like, you just needed somebody to be the glue to, to push it forward. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's all we've needed. And Hollywood, unfortunately, doesn't have much of an imagination anymore. They just want to reboot everything. So it's, right. it's especially hard to, to sell an original idea. They don't want straight white guys. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, uh, who knows? Like I just they came, don't want a guy who take a chance on a guy either. Oh, they don't want Take no. your race out of it. They don't want like, oh, yeah, we'll give you your first pilot. They want yeah, no they want to go, oh, you've had two pilots? Okay, we'll give you another one then. Oh, yeah, you have a million followers? Cool. You're already famous? Cool. Yeah. We'll just put you on a show and then soak up your viewers. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's so but, pathetic to Yeah, me. you just got to do it though and you're doing it. <sighs> I mean, I'm, I'm trying, man. I'm not I'm not happy, but I'm what are you? What are you into besides enter the show business world mm-hmm. and working out? Uh, big in like the outdoors and just sports in general. You go camping? Yeah, I do. I love camping. I went up to Yosemite for my birthday for, uh, uh, we went at Labor Day weekend. Who'd you go with? I uh, went with like just three guy friends. Uh, uh-huh. Paul Elia, you know Paul? Yeah, I know Paul. I uh, went up there with him and a couple other friends. And uh, we'll, dude, we'll do these no a couple chicks? times a year. No chicks, dude. Just go up there, Brokeback nice. Mountain style. Mushrooms? Um, no, dude. See, I, okay, this is such a fun conversation. I, I love acid. It's like uh-huh. my favorite thing. Okay. And I had a bad trip in February for the first time, self-caused. Um, what caused it? I don't. I can't say too much on here. I, I mixed <laughs> stuff uh, throughout okay. an entire party. Okay, got and it. then when the party was winding down around like oh, f- I thought you meant like self caused like a mental state. Well, no, leading up to that. Okay. So when the end of the night came and like I was starting to feel a little bit tired, party's over and everything. I laid on the couch and I take Nyquil, mm-hmm. and I'm already on acid. Yeah. I take Nyquil and then I forget that I take the Nyquil. My friend was like, "Do you want to smoke?" And I was like, "Oh, that helps me sleep." I was like, "Cool." So I did that, and then okay, everything chemically reacted, yeah. and then my brain thought oh shit, what if you took too much? And that sent me into a panic attack God. where I literally thought I was going to die. If my friend wasn't next to me, I would have been the guy who called 911 <laughs> and spent the rest of my acid trip in the hospital. Oh my God! So then I tried to do it again in June. Not enough recovery time from a panic attack, by yeah. the way. And that one, I, uh, I caused myself because all I kept thinking was, don't have a panic attack again. Don't have a panic attack again. And the moment you think that, you give yourself a panic attack. So I, I haven't so done no any hallucinogenics after. since then. And I, but eventually I will. I think it's I think it's an amazing experience. Shrooms I did acid, acid one time. I was in Australia, uh-huh. and an audience member handed me a tab of acid, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm in Australia." It's I tiny, didn't take, right? I didn't take it right then and there. What? It's tiny, right? Yeah, it's just a tiny little... Isn't that crazy? You know, like smaller than your fingernail, literally. And it's like $10, by the way, for viewers at home. It's so cheap. You can get it anywhere. And it's cheap, yeah. I've since then ordered it on the dark web. Have you really? Yeah. Dark oh, web. Yeah. Have you experimented with the dark I web? No, I don't know anything about it's it. It's the shit because it's like Amazon, mm-hmm. but for illegal shit. Do you just Google the dark web? No, I mean, you can Google the dark web, but you don't go to the dark web through Chrome mm-hmm. or Safari. Yeah. You have to download a separate program to access the dark web. Really? And then you have to find the URL for that program to go to it. So it's kind <laughs> so of, sketchy. it makes it a little hidden. But you, and you can only buy stuff with cryptocurrency. So Ethereum really? and Bitcoin, stuff like that. So oh, there's wow. steps. They make it a little difficult to get because they I mean, don't want so. everyone to do it. And they, What's they want like to be the craziest thing you think you could buy on there? Like, could you buy like a body part? Yeah, you could buy anything. Are you, you serious? Could, you could buy a child. You could buy. You could buy a person on the dark web. You could buy guns. You could buy credit cards. You could buy fake passports. You could buy anything. Wow, you want. that's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. But the cool thing is, it's also 
like Crime 2.0 in the sense that there's reviews on everything. It's like Amazon. So you can mm. literally look up, type in acid. There will be 100 people selling acid. And you can say, okay, 700 people have bought acid from this guy. Mm. They've all left them five-star reviews. He says exactly what's how he made the acid. He has pictures. You know you're getting the best quality. It's, to me, I feel safer buying drugs on the dark web than I do from a drug dealer in Los Angeles. Because he just wants to sell it. And he doesn't like... So if I were to get acid right now in Los Angeles, I'd hit up my friend who does acid, mm-hmm. right? Uh, more than me. Yeah. And I'd be like, can you get me some acid? And he'd be like, yeah. And he gets it from his guy. No one really... It goes through so many people. By the time he give his, gives it to me, he, all he can tell me is, this is good acid. You know? Like, that's like, really all he could it, say. You know? But I don't know where that acid's from. Mm-hmm. Has he done it? May, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, on the dark web. Okay. 700 people have done it. They've all left comments saying it's good. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of exactly what I'm getting and the exact chemicals he put into it and how he did it. So it's actually safer than getting drugs off the street. And that same same thing goes for any other drugs you want to buy. So if wow. you wanted to buy mushrooms or cocaine or anything like that, it's safer. Dude, I have so much to do when I get home. Yeah. That's amazing. And it's cheaper usually too. Really? Yeah, it's cheaper because, again, there's all that competition. So mm. it's it's at market price. Mm-hmm. And you could get whatever quantity you want. Blows my mind that something that is like a 12-hour drug and like fucks you up is $10. And $10 weed is like 50 tiny. bucks. Oh, yeah. So someone handed me the acid in Australia. I'm like, fuck it. First time in Australia. Make this a memorable experience. I'll do acid for mm. the first time. So I do it. But at this point, it's midnight when I'm taking oh, it. Oh, no. And <laughs> I did it with one other dude who I was friends with. And we were with a group of people, uh-huh. right? And it was fun. For like two hours, I was like, cool, acid, trippy. Mm-hmm. Then at two in the morning hits, everyone's like, all right, I'm going to bed. Good oh, night. Oh, no. Have a good night. That's <laughs> the worst part. <laughs> so now I'm in my bed in Australia. And it's two in the morning. And I'm not having a bad trip. Because I'm like, you know, I didn't like lose control of my mind. I'm still me. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking like, okay, this is chill, but I'd like to go to sleep now. Yeah. And I can't because oh, I'm not just a chance, tripping dude. out on acid. You really can't bed. sleep for like probably a good 17 or 18 hours after you take acid. Right. Like, so I like so forced myself to close my eyes and try to sleep, but I didn't sleep. Uh-huh. And then I just woke up. I'm still like kind of on acid uh-huh. and I have to like go to the airport and do, your and day. do my day. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just weird. Oh, dude, I'm, but it I'm wasn't, so it wasn't there. like I'm having a bad trip. It was just like, okay, I wish this didn't last for 12 hours. Yeah. I'd yeah. say the fur, if it was a five or six hour drug, it'd be perfect. But yeah. usually about five or six hours in, you're like, okay, I'm tired. I'd really like to not be high now. Yeah. But if that's, it's like, then you got a strong four more hours and mm-hmm. then you could kind of be like, okay, like it's starting to lighten up a little bit. Yeah. But I think it's an amazing experience. Like I, for me at least, like it opened me up more like, I, I don't know, I guess spiritually or whatever. You start, you just start to look at things a little bit differently, a yeah. little bit deeper. And I think it's, I think it's nice. It's a little bit awakening. Yeah. Yeah. I would recommend everyone, if you're listening out there, if you want some advice, it's do acid. Yeah, do it once. Just At do, least do once. it once. I'd say even twice to like after to that first sure. time you're like, okay, I did it, and you're now just do it. Yeah, with more open mind. Oh yeah, and I went the longest time um, before. Like I didn't really have any like huge uh, like hallucinations, like of like you know like the plants coming to life or whatever. Like right. they show you on TV. Like mm-hmm. it's it's never anything like that. Right. The last one I took it when I was. Uh, when I was trying after the uh, after the panic attack, 
it was like the strongest I'd ever had. I actually chickened out. My friends all took it and I, you know, you're supposed to leave it on your tongue or whatever, let it dissolve, whatever. And uh, after like, usually it takes about five minutes to dissolve. At like two minutes, I took my piece out because I panicked. I went, I don't think I want to do this. Or at least I don't want to do it as strong as like the whole thing. So I took it out and I don't know if all of it already absorbed or what, but yeah, it was probably. the most fucked up I'd ever been. Like, Yeah, the, if you have that thing in your mouth for two minutes, mm -hmm. you did acid. Oh, dude, they, they had, we were at this Airbnb in Joshua Tree. Uh -huh. And uh, they, oh, that's had, the place they had to like, do it. all this like Mexican that's where everyone does uh, it. country like paintings and stuff or whatever. And that shit was moving so much. It was but did it end terrifying. up being good or it was bad? No, was I, I forced one. myself into a panic that, attack. The, and the whole time. Mm -hmm. I, it was great for the first uh, two hours, yeah. Uh -huh. It was great. I was like, oh, it's amazing. I'm laying outside in the hammock. It's full moon outside in Joshua Tree, so you see all the stars. Mm -hmm. And I'm just laying there in the hammock, and I had one thought of, this is really nice. I'm glad I'm not having a panic attack. And then, boom, I was like, oh, fuck. And, like, have you ever had a panic attack? <laughs> Not like a drug panic attack. I just have uh, regular oh, panic attacks. Dude, attack. it is like you Little can't one. see anything. You can't Yeah, I've never breathe. had that. Oh, no, I've never had that. Like, you know, like yeah. a coffee stirrer, like that tiny little shit? Yeah. Imagine running, like sprinting a mile, right? Like you and then heavy breathing, breathing that. And then you can only breathe through that. So you feel like you're going to die. At 100%. It's the most scared I've ever been in my entire life. And because the first time I was on acid, so like that shit's already super overpowering. Which would you rather have, a panic attack or get your heart broken severely. Heartbroken, 100%. You'd rather have heartbroken. Yeah, because at least that is like, oh, what do I do? This is like, I'm dying. It's now. <laughs> like, what? what's going to happen? Like, I, I was, I, I I had a moment where I thought I was like, I wish I could die. Like, if, if somebody, if I had a gun in my hand when I was having a panic you attack, you would have shot 100%. Just because I was like, I'm so miserable right now. So you're in physical pain? Yeah, it's like, it's so hard to describe, but the, the perfect word to describe it is yeah, you were massively that, uncomfortable. Where you're just like, I don't like anything that's happening right now. It's it's awful. That I wouldn't, sounds I wouldn't like a wish it on anybody to. Yeah. That's what made me be like, I, I mean, and I, so I have guess you I have done to, acid since? Just that time in Joshua Tree, and I caused it my, again. So but I'm probably going to wait. Then? Yeah, wait a long ass time. At least a year, at least until I forget what a panic attack feels like. Maybe the acid was too strong. Or did everyone else have a good time? Everyone else had a great time. Okay, so it wasn't the acid. But I also, no, it's definitely just, uh, I think it's a mark you hit doing drugs after a certain while. Because yeah. I, I mean, I also smoke weed too, which I just mm. started to do over the past like two years. And my friend actually poisoned us earlier this year. What? Yeah, dude. What he, do you mean? Okay, do you know what, like, what dissolute is? Uh, so a friend of ours works at a dispensary. So he's always giving us like so much random free shit. And Dislet is like, I'm, I'm probably going to butcher this for any like pot nerds out there. But it's like a kind of like a wax, right? Okay. And you can like, you can you can smoke it. You can like, you can put it on food for like an, like an edible type thing. And uh, so my friend gave my other friend this little jar of Dislet. And he's making chicken strips. He's cooking so in his is, house. Is Dislet a type of weed? Yeah, it's uh, it's like... A hash, it's like a really the, no, it's like the purest form of THC Got possible. It. Okay, like so it's, it's like a really, really good hash yes. oil type yes. of thing. Okay. And my friend's making chicken strips, mm -hmm. and he makes probably um, twenty four chicken strips, That's and they're about they're about strips. about this big. And uh, he's like, "I'm making a lot. You want some?" It's like, "Yeah, sure." I'll have some. He's like, "I put a little bit of this on there, so we get like a little edible high." I was like, "Fantastic! I'm so in." Yeah. And he's putting about about a pinky nails worth. On, on, on like each chicken tender. How many Looks chicken right. tenders did you eat? We had about 12 each. Oh my and, God. And it, it, it's such a small amount and it looks it looks innocent. Yeah. They, um, you're like, how could any less than this? Would I even feel anything? And we get done eating it and I'm just like, dude, 
I feel horrible. And he's like, yeah, I feel awful. Oh, no. And I black out again, can't see anything. And I'm like trying to find my way over to the bathroom. I throw up for the for the first time in probably 10 years. Oh my god. Barf gosh. everywhere. And I, I eventually just pass out on the couch. But it was again miserable feeling. I don't and like edibles. I don't to this day I, I don't take them. edibles. But this kind of ruined it for too me. Much. Yeah. My, we talked to our friend after, we were like, what the fuck did you Maybe give that's us? it. I just don't like I need the tiniest dose. I feel like every time I take edibles, I feel like I'm allergic. Uh-huh. And I that same thing happens. Not I never like a panic attack where I've can't breathe but i'm always just like this is not weed this is a real drug really i could be, you know how I, much are you taking though because that's the story i get could be all just the time. like a really strong hash brownie and i'll eat it oh, see, and that's then, the thing right there don't do a brownie dude you yeah, gotta you whatever gotta, it is though you it's gotta just, go to like the shops specifically yeah. and you get like the pre-made little individual things i'll do that you so, don't need to do more than 10 milligrams that's the problem ever. i'll always like you know because again it's so innocent so you'll get like a chocolate bar mm. i'll eat half the chocolate bar but that's like 50 milligrams right. so you do it and then all of a sudden you're in a car accident exactly and you're just like this is a too intense of a mm, drug for me you gotta know how much you're doing or you wake up the next day and you take a shit and your shit smells like weed yeah. and you're like that was too strong <laughs> i ate too much weed like you should a whole like nugget. Yeah. So I our friend had to told smoking. us like two days after he was like, you're supposed to use a thumbnail for the entire meal, like all right. of it. Right, right. So like he basically into did the that. whole batter. You should do a little microscope. Yes. You had 12 of those. 12 of those. Yes. Yeah. He was like, yeah, yeah, luckily you can't die from weed. But it's the closest. I wish yeah, I was dying. But you <laughs> I wished for death so badly. Like, yeah, please you, just you can't take die, me. but you could make it so you have a terrible night. You know, like when you're really drunk and you lay down in your bed and you're like, you're spinning, like your ears are ringing. You're like, I just want to fall asleep. Like, yeah. please just make me pass out. That's literally what it felt like. Just miserable. I hate this. And now yeah. it'll get to a point where it's like, I'll, if I start to get just a little bit more high than I would like, I'll start to almost Panic I can I can freak myself bit. out again being yeah, like fuck dude don't don't do it again but luckily I've kind of uh, I've watched a couple documentaries on it and stuff like that and I've really just kind of learned to just like I'll think of like Woodstock right right like people the, all you could do is try and like gain what little control of your mind you mm -hmm. can be like this is all gonna go away yeah you're good it's gonna be good I'll think of like the 70s and like Woodstock and shit I'm like people were fucked up out of their mind and but at the same fine. time they probably were on other shit, but from weed, I don't think they could get edibles like they can now. Oh, that's very true. In the Definitely 70s, you'd the take a whole pot brownie, you'd be like, chill. Yeah. Now you eat a whole pot brownie and you're like, fuck, I just fucked my whole see, entire 24 hours. See, up. I don't know which would have been stronger though. Back then, when they didn't really know too much about like portioning and this certain specific shit to put in it, and maybe it was stronger then, or no, do we have now. the You think it's, it's stronger because now? Because now there's literally scientists mm -hmm. saying, how can I make the strongest edible known to mankind back then there was no one doing that it was just now some there's people guy in labs and shops going this will fuck your life up and back then there's no back then they're just like this is good weed oh, see i i always meet people whenever they they say they don't like edibles they always share a story of like yeah someone gave me a whole cookie and i just i ate the whole thing i'm like yeah dude you probably took like 10 times more than you should yeah, have like, and that's why when i hear stories like someone fed their class a thing of cookies as a prank or yeah. a weed prank or they spiked a punch with weed punch all of a sudden I'm like that's fucked up that's yeah. not it's not it sounds you don't know funny how much you're it's giving not, somebody you've never had too much weed it's fucked up it's miserable it's dude. a miserable day and I they gave, should be arrested I have a friend of mine from Chicago he flew in this was last year 
And uh, he's a big, like, what drug are we doing type guy. Like, he just fucking go with it. And he'd never been to acid before. He'd never been to L.A. before either. And we went out to uh, to West Hollywood to visit my roommate at the time. He worked at the Abbey. So I was like, I'll take you to go see him at work or whatever. Mm-hmm. Also, like, you should see how gay this place is. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Abbey's like, whether you're gay or straight, when someone's from out of town, you're like, if you've never been to the Abbey, it'll blow your mind. Yeah, you like, got to see this yeah. shit. Like, it's, it's amazing. And we get in there, and I lose him. And it's it, you've been to the Abbey. It's packed all the time yeah. with just sweaty dick everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and I Asses. lose him, and he lo- and he left his phone in my apartment. So like, I have no way of contacting him. Right. I leave, and I meet this person at the bar. I'm like, hey, have you see my friend? He looks like this. She goes, oh, I saw him leave. And I was like, maybe he's gonna head back to my house to play it safe. Like maybe mm-hmm. maybe he can remember my address or at least yeah. a landmark to drop him off near. So I go back home. Not there. Right. I don't hear or see from my friend for an entire night. And then the next day I get a call from an unknown number. And it's him being like, hey, I'm at this address or whatever. And then he tells me about his entire night. And he and went home and he turned gay. Yeah, yeah. He fucked like eight dudes. No, no. He ended up at like, he. so he went to like, he started at the Abbey. And then he did leave. Not around the time that the girl said. So she must have been talking about somebody else. He was like, no, I, I kept looking for you forever. But he's like, then the acid took over and I was just kind of like lost. So he went from the Abbey. Then he went to Warwick, which I mean, like, tr- good luck being a dude getting in Warwick by yourself. Right. And um, so the Abbey, Warwick, then he went to one house in the hills. And then he went to another house in the hills. And then All he from just random strangers. Yeah. Sounds like a cool guy. That's not like, by the way. Like, you have no idea if what's you're happen. cool and sociable. That shit doesn't happen to me. <laughs> I get social anxiety. If I go to a club and I lose my friend, I am going and finding a computer to borrow and messaging you on Facebook. I'm the I need same to get way. back in your place. I, I I always think it's weird whenever people find out that you're a comic. They're always like, "Oh, so you like love being center of attention?" It's like, no, I not almost ever. Yeah, only on being on stage yeah. is the only time I want that. I moved schools a lot in high school, and, like, I— How come? I uh, just fucked up family stuff. Like, I lived with my parents. I lived with my grandma. I lived with my grandpa. You didn't get along with your parents? No, not, not really. really. My family's super fucked up. I went up. to military school. Did you really? Because I hated my, my family. That's why you went? Yeah. Like, you volunteered yeah. to go? It was, like, a mutual thing. Really? I wanted to go to boarding school, mm-hmm. and my parents were like, we're not going to send you— To a cool place. To a, cool, a fun place uh-huh. where you could go— be a bad kid if you want to leave you can go to military school and i said fine was it like super strict so strict really? you wake up at six in the morning run shave your head once a week are you serious shine your shoes and your brass and make your bed and do you family. think it was a it was good just, thing that you went yeah i mean it was uh it's kind of i think the same i mean i always compare it to the military which is which is stupid because it's, it's obviously not the same as actual military mm-hmm. but for a 13 year old kid I feel like it was structurally for your day. It's, it's very similar, feel like and it. it's not as intense. But I mean, for I was thirteen, so to me, it was as intense, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So, like when you talk to any military veteran, they have this bond mm-hmm. with other military veterans, and they feel like they've been through something. Yeah, and it kind of you leave that. You leave going. I just went through that hardcore. When military did you school. stop going to military school? I went for my first two years of high school. Really, and then you yeah. moved back with your parents to and regular that, school. Yeah, I came back and. I was like working all summer and hooking up with my first girl. Really? And so I wasn't home all the time. So my parents were like, you've really changed. You've behaved a lot. Would you want to go to back to public high school? And I just wanted to keep hooking up with this girl. Of course. So I was like, yeah, I do. Then, of course, that didn't that ended like two days later. Aww. And now I'm just stuck in regular high school. And but with I, just great cardio. Yeah, <laughs> I was. That was like the best shape of my life. But I, it also made me weird. 
that makes sense? How so? Because it was so strict mm-hmm. in such an unusual environment. And you had, I had a shaved head and mm-hmm. like I, you're, whenever you walk outside, you had to look straight ahead and you weren't allowed to talk and you had to march around. And so when I was at, when I went back to public school, first off I was, a, went as a junior. Mm. So everyone already had their friend groups. Right. So it was already, it's already, that's already a hard environment to go into, but I was also this weird kid from military school. Yeah. So I was just kind of a loner. I, I, get I that. had a few friends I knew from middle school mm-hmm. before I went away. But I wasn't making many new friends, and I was just felt I totally like a weirdo. Get it. When I when I moved schools each time, living with somebody different, I would move in at the at the beginning of the school year. And when you move in as a new kid in a big school at the beginning of the school year, you're invisible because yeah. everybody's excited to see their friends. Right? Like they're not paying attention; they don't even notice no, anybody yeah. new. So, like I, 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 pretty much most of high school, I was eating lunch by myself, doing group projects by myself. Like, I mean. I didn't mind it so much because, I mean, at least I was in control of it. I knew what the fuck was going to happen. But, like, yeah, yeah, it was super antisocial. I was like, I'd, I'd rather sit by but myself. But you were also doing stand-up at the same time? Yeah. That's Weird, right? yeah. But, I mean, I wasn't, like, I'm at a new school. Nobody knows me or whatever. Like, I would be terrified and to, also, like, make like a joke in front of the class. When you're in high school and you tell someone you're a stand-up comedian, I mean, I, you would know better than me. Would they think? Like, if you told a 17-year-old kid, I do stand-up, do they f- think that's cool? Or do they nah, go, dude, I got, it's probably I, not that cool. I got picked on a ton for it. Yeah. Like, because I also played football and, uh-huh. and baseball and stuff like that, and sports. Um, so, like, you know, those are, like, the very jock types or whatever. So, like, I'm hanging out with them, but I'm still, like, the quiet type or whatever. And then they find out I'm doing stand-up, and they're like, you don't say anything funny. <laughs> and I'm like. Well, yeah, I mean, I save all of it because y'all are fucking weird. <laughs> like, I know you guys don't even like me. Like, why would I waste a joke on you? Two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35. Yep. That means most of the men listening to this will go bald very soon. Luckily, there is a solution to this. It's called Keeps. And it will help you keep the hair you have at half the cost of your local pharmacy. You don't have to go broke to avoid going bald. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You've probably tried them before, but maybe you thought, ah, this is too expensive. It's not worth it. Well, guess what? You can afford it now with Keeps. Keeps offers a prescription shampoo to keep your scalp healthy, too. Maybe you're not bald yet. You just noticed a little thinning. Well, Keeps treatment is really good at preventing further balding, reducing and stopping that hair loss. The sooner you start using Keeps, the more hair you'll save. So act fast. Are you ready to stop your hair loss and start getting confidence and getting chicks? Well, go to keeps.com slash unlicensed therapy to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash unlicensed therapy. K-E-E-P-S dot com. Or maybe you're a lady out there and you have a boyfriend or a husband and you're thinking, man, he's getting bald and he's getting ugly. You know what would be a great gift? Keeps. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash unlicensed therapy. Or just get it. Put it in the shower. Sneak in the shampoo. Don't even tell him. Put Keeps shampoo right there in the shower and just be like, honey, I got you new shampoo. It smells so good. Trick him into regrowing his hair. Sometimes that's the best way to do it. I'm kidding. Don't do that. It's probably illegal. But seriously, suggest it. Tell him you'd think it was hot if he used Keeps shampoo. And use my special code so that you get a free month of it to try it out. All right, let's get back to the show. Thank you so much. 
I'm still young enough that I could like scrap comedy and like just start a new career and probably That's be fine. Interesting, you are. Yeah, 24. Like, yeah, I could still, you, you, I'm you basically could, fresh out could, of college. Yeah, like, you could go back. To, you didn't go to college though, right? Uh, Which is a good decision. Yeah, I, mean, I think unless you want to be a job that literally requires that degree, mm-hmm. college is a waste of money. I completely agree. Yeah. Dude, I, this is so funny. You talked about sensitive people earlier. Like, the internet reaches all the time. When my friends back in Ohio graduated college, I wrote some tweet or whatever, being like, congrats to, like, my best friends or whatever for graduating college. Like, I'm a uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, enjoy student loans debt for the rest of your life, you fucking idiots. Or whatever, yeah. whatever was the tweet. It was a joke, clearly, yeah. about my best friends. And some fucking assholes who were just like, you know, not everybody gets to live the life that they dream and doesn't have to go to school and work for all this, blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, hey, they're my friends. I'm yeah. obviously congratulating them. And somebody literally went, wow, my friends, like you own them. And I was like, what is happening right now? You can't even engage. You can't. You, can't, dude. you could post any video, any joke, anything, doesn't matter how good the joke is, mm. how often you've done it on the road and it mm-hmm. kills, someone on the internet's going to go, that's a bad joke. Yeah. And it's offensive. Yeah. And you're I, like, well, I've been doing it for two years, and it's done great mm-hmm. 99% of the time. So. Oh, yeah. And it's a white person, I'd say, 99.9% of the time. You're getting offended? Yes. Yeah, or some just some liberal cuck, really. Dude, I, I even though I have like a pretty good internet presence and a following, I, I hate it so much. <laughs> I would delete it all in a heartbeat if I could. I just, uh, I kind of block negativity. If someone, if someone do uh, it, man. I, I mean, I don't get as much. I mean, I'm not that you get hate, but I don't have as many people commenting on my mm-hmm. shit. But the few, if someone comments something negative on my YouTube or Instagram, I just blocked. Interesting. That's I, all I do. I don't, I don't respond to it. I just go. I mean, I usually, I usually don't respond. I've responded. I've gone through phases. Oh, where I, I, responded I will, to I will from time yeah. to time for sure. Because just, I, I'm incredibly confrontational, mm-hmm. as I'm, I'm sure you know. Um, like, I, I can't stand someone talking shit to me, not because yeah. of even what they're saying. Like, you can not like me, gladly, uh-huh. but like at least fucking say it to my yeah, face. Yeah. Like, don't talk so much shit from Milwaukee. Right. You know what I mean? Like that kind of shit. It that's, drives that's me insane. That's the part that annoys me. I mean, I, I bring this up almost every podcast. Just internet trolls. But it's like, if you wouldn't say that to someone in person, don't mm. say it online. Yeah. If you would say in person, your joke sucks and it's offensive, fine. Say it I online. I can believe you yeah. and I can accept it. Yeah. yeah. But, but no, it feels like you just want to hate. you wouldn't do that. Yeah. No, of course not. It's, it, it drives me insane. It's, I, think, I think the internet is one of the worst things to happen to humanity. I Have you ever had it. someone in real life come up to you and saying, said, I hate your comedy, you suck, or something like that? I've only had it one time, and it was such a funny occurrence. I was at the Comedy House in Columbia, South Carolina, also probably top five ghetto urban rooms in the fucking world. And um, so it's like this ghetto, like 400-person audience. It's a great show. I'm I'm crushing. I'm thinking I was probably like 19 at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's only one white couple in the very front row. They're sitting dead center, only white people in the entire room. And they're like these white trash hillbilly types, mm-hmm. and they're just not laughing. Whatever, everybody yeah. else is enjoying mm-hmm. it, and I'm selling merch and stuff after the shows or whatever. A 19 year with a T-shirt, the yeah. fucking balls, and uh, <laughs> hey, you got to make money. And, and, and people were yeah. buying shit. Or whatever yeah. people come out by, set. oh, you were yeah. so good. And they, go. black people love you. They yeah. love you. Yeah. Like they really support. That's a, I mean, I don't do a whole lot of black shows, mm-hmm. but 
the ones that I have, I've had uh, the. I think the best set of my life was at an all black show, and I think one of the worst sets was also at an Dude, all black no show. Dude, there's no middle ground so, yeah, there's at not, all. There's not really much. I'm selling in shirts, there. and like all these black people are, they're taking pictures and they're buying merch, where everything. It's just a great show, great energy. And this white couple comes right up and they go, "You were terrible. You were not funny at all. I don't." I, and all these black people were like. Why the fuck are you talking to him like that? Like, yeah. w- he was clearly, like, I just bought a shirt from somebody who was not funny. Like, that yeah. shit's so rude. Like, they yeah. just, like, were much more warming about it and kind of, like, shut them up for me. But, like, that's yeah. the only time someone has ever but walked did you, up. So did you engage more? We were like, oh, why? Or no, no. it. They're just, like, not funny. And you're like, okay, have a good night. Yeah, because it was such an obvious, like, you're wrong. Right. Like, I might. I, At least there's that. Yeah. Because I've had, most of, I've had a couple times, I think people have done it to me three or four times. Mm-hmm. A couple of times. I had good sets, and I was like, okay, well, the audience laughed, so you're... Yeah. Shut up. But one time, I just bombed horrendously. And oh, then no. and then that's when you feel even worse, because then they say it to you, and you go, they're right. What'd they they're say right. when you bombed? I had, uh, I had like, the worst set. I was I was brand new to comedy. Mm. I think I was doing it less than a year. Mm. And I was doing 20 minutes, which I didn't oh, have no. five minutes. Yeah. But, but someone offered me the gig, and mm. I was like, I'm, I'm doing it. It's going to be a great learning experience. Yeah. So I go, I do it. I planned on spacing out the five to ten minutes I did mm-hmm. have. I did it all up top because I was bombing with that, with my good stuff. So I bombed for 20, <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> the good stuff doesn't work, and the you're like, oh, they're work. definitely and not going to like this. And now I, had, I planned on spacing it out, and now I had ten more minutes, and all my good stuff was mm-hmm. gone. So it was just got worse. It was just horrible, right, crickets? And then after the show, I like when I bomb, I don't know how you are, when, when I, or even not even just bomb, when I have a set that I'm not happy with, I don't want to see anyone from the audience. I'm the same way. Yeah, so I wouldn't go like, try to sell anything if I didn't love myself. Yeah, so I'm like in the back. This was not at a comedy club, though, mm-hmm. so I was just kind of away from everyone in the opposite <laughs> yeah. side of the venue. And this old lady made a point to come up to me. Not she, went, she, she walked like over 50. to She you. walked over to me, and she goes, you were the comic, right? And I thought she was going to say something like nice, uh-huh. like, I thought you were funny or something. Don't let this get you down. Yeah, something like keep it up you know inspiring and she goes i come here every week and you this was the worst she goes you were the worst comedian i've ever seen oh my god yeah where you're just like you're gonna die soon so like you don't have to see me i when don't I'm drink very successful i went and drank that night are you serious yeah, and i barely drink like i it's just i don't like to taste alcohol i don't <laughs> that's brutal dude see I, I feel like i was lucky enough to kind of skip that in the beginning because like the first nine years is just now so i've, I've always kind of had that like I don't want to, you could call it a crutch of being a kid. Like, I've, yeah. I've never been booed. I think, yeah, ever. I was like 22. I was there's a, there's a little bit of like, eh, give him a fucking chance. You know what I mean? Like nobody's going to yeah, boo the most a kid most of the time. Right, right. Yeah, now, I mean, I plenty don't of think, sets in silence. I don't think I've ever boo- been booed Which I, stage. I think silence is worse than a boo, though. Oh, yeah. Because boo I is said, like, oh, I can leave, When I first God. started, I said I'd rather get booed than silence, and I, yeah. still, I still mean that. Yeah, absolutely. And I've, yeah. I've been had hundreds of silent sets yeah. where you're just like, all right, I hope they like this next thing. Okay, so is there anything in your life? I'm 30 years old. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of wisdom to teach you. Uh, is there anything in your life that you need help on? Hmm. How do you... This could be relationships. It can be money, anything. Money. It could be anything. Family problems. I could fix it. I could fix your whole life right now if you're ready to open up. What would be just your advice for this? Is going to be so deep. You ready for this? Oh, shit. Yeah, okay, I'm ready. What advice would you give for just not wanting to give up? 
Because, like, with this... Are you this actually ju- thinking about giving dude, up? I think about probably every other week. I'm like, I don't want to fucking do this Would anymore. you actually quit? I can't imagine you quitting. I, we don't know each other that well, but, like, you're in too deep at this point. I, I would be shocked if I saw you a year from now and you're like, yeah, man, I'm working for my dad's company and uh, just... I mean, it's I gave enough, it a good shot. Funny enough, I think the only thing I could do is literally, like, the military or something, where it's, like, it's so fucking far from what I was doing where I, no one would ever know me really from it. I imagine running into you in, from here and going, yeah, I joined the army. I just... I, I mean, really me neither. It's realistically. just... There's, there's so many weird... Um, attributes about this industry and like my, my kind of part in it because obviously with being like the young person or whatever you always have or at least I've always had people being like if you're not a millionaire by 25 you fucked up like I you are in the sweet then. spot you're white you're decent looking like you're a nice guy you're talented like you got everything going for it you should be fucking here well you're still 24 so you still have I, a year to well I have millionaire. one year to do it alright and then I'm fucking I'm gonna kill see myself. I never I would meet people who gave themselves like a time frame. Mm-hmm. If I don't make it by this point, I'm quitting. Yeah. I never gave myself that. No. Probably should have. Maybe that's my own. <laughs> no, you delusion. should not. Uh, but so I've been doing eight years, 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Don't have a whole lot. But it's like, you have to remember why you're, are you doing it to be rich? Because if you're doing it to be rich, it's like, Comedy is not a good way to get rich. You could. Mm-hmm. It happens, but there's way. I feel like there's easier ways to get rich. I, if I fantasize where I was like, if I just quit comedy and worked really hard full time mm-hmm. at a some sort of job, lucrative job, I'd be miserable, but I was like, I'd, I'd make way uh-huh. more money. Comedy isn't a – same thing with, with girls. I hear some people going, oh, yeah, I do comedy. It's a great way to meet girls. I'm like – it's not really the best way to meet girls. No. You could. It happens. People all the time are like, oh, I bet you get so much pussy on the road. I'm like, the road isn't isn't like hot single girls night out. Yeah, going it's to comedy It's always shows. couples. So anytime, like, you know who gets, you know who is good for getting girls in comedy? Dalia? Is, uh, well, yeah, Dalia. <laughs> but, but I mean, like the average comedian who is like, oh, I, I do comedy to get girls or uses it is ugly guys. Oh, yeah. Because you could get a bunch of, like, gross girls, mm-hmm. but... Just by being like, oh, you do comedy? You do funny stuff? Yeah. You could get... Gr- the girls mm. you don't want, or at least the ones that me and you don't want, you yeah. could get doing comedy. Oh, of but, course. Yeah. Anyways, um, I think if, if, you're, if you're contemplating quitting... It's not a serious thought. Yourself, it's just like, uh, man, I really don't want to do this anymore. If you're down, you just have to uh, remind yourself why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You're doing it because you like to make people laugh and create things. Uh, release a piece of content mm-hmm. and just make yourself like feel like you're putting artwork out into the world. And then another thing you could do is go pick someone who's doing way worse than you mm-hmm. and just you know go look at their Twitter. That's hilarious. Page. Just to look like, well, at least that guy. I actually had a moment like that. Um, I think it was Sunday night at the comedy store. Um, John Campanelli and Esther, they do a show there. Oh, right. And, and they needed somebody to host. Uh-huh. And he was like, Sorry, man's last minute. He's like, you're only doing like 10 minutes up front, and then you got to stay the whole show and introduce each comic. Right. Don't do any in between. Right. It's not paid. And I was like, but I really need somebody who can open the show well. And I was right. like, I'm not doing anything. Sure, I'll, I'll do, do it. it. Yeah. And I'm standing backstage about halfway through the show. I'm tired. I want to go home. I already mm-hmm. did my shit like an hour ago. Right. I'm literally just saying names in between. Right. And I'm backstage, and I'm just like, I want to go home. And I was like, that's so fucking rude of me. Because I've been here, it'll be seven years in January. And when I moved here, I would have killed it's to even funny. be in the yeah, comedy store, let really alone like funny. get any kind of spot. Yeah. So I was like, it instantly put me in a good mood to be like, no, I'm, I'm doing okay. It's, it's fine. 
I have my own expectations and everything, but I feel like right. you can't be you can't be too content anyways. Yeah, that's a that's a good thing to tell yourself is would I be happy with myself if if seventeen year old me was looking mm-hmm. at twenty four year old me, would they be stoked? Yeah, and, and, and I, they probably I, would I be. think I think he would be. Yeah, um, but not, your goals change. That's the thing. It's yeah. like when I first started comedy, I was like, if I made forty thousand dollars a year doing comedy, like, who cares? Mm-hmm. You're living the dream. Yeah, but then you move to LA and that's not that's like, like two months yeah, right. but but Matt's on TV why am I not on TV oh but that person's doing that why am I not you Dude, know, it's you, like, it's, and it's so hard not to think like that so too. hard because I mean your ego you, gets involved you yeah. can go I'm better than this person or you can get really deep I deserve this I'm the perfect person for this but uh, you have no control you just take a step you gotta None. take a step back and go everything's good you can't look at a single person who you wanna be like and recreate that process it's not gonna happen for you and it, it sucks to realize that cause you everybody has that dream of like I'm gonna do comedy for like five years I'm gonna get a special I'm gonna get my own TV show I'm gonna yeah. do movies I'm gonna do this 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 and this and then you see somebody else do it so mm-hmm. you're like it's so possible. Yeah. I and mean, it doesn't happen for you. Yeah. And then you start to self-doubt and be like, fuck, should I even be doing this? Is this all just like a fucking dream? Am I, am I only kidding myself by pursuing this? It's, it, gets, it gets dark sometimes. Another thing is, uh, you know, you're allowed to, you are allowed to do other things. Yeah. You don't so, have to just do comedy. I'm not saying like give up on comedy. I'm saying you're allowed to paint a, a picture if you want. You're allowed yeah. to learn how to play the guitar. Very true. You're allowed to just keep yourself busy and pursue other projects. Do you believe projects. in like a, a plan B, like day job wise? Um, I don't have a plan B, but I would, I would take other, like if someone offered me a job right now, like, Hey, we don't want, we don't think you're right to play this role, but you could direct it. Mm-hmm. I would, I would do it. But I not, would, but not as far as like, you wouldn't go work like a nine to five. I say I wouldn't, but you know, if I couldn't pay my rent, mm-hmm. like I was a door guy at the comedy store for a long time, yeah. and I don't want to work there. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. It's a job. Yeah. But if I, you know, could literally was out of money and needed to pay my bills, I I would rather do that than sleep on someone's couch do or you, move back to. Do you San feel Diego. like this is like what you're supposed to be doing? I don't believe in that whole, like you hear like some people where they're thing? like, well, comedy is the only thing I can do. I'm like, I don't know. I don't mm. believe that. That's just like something you're telling yourself. Yeah. I think I could do, there's a lot of things that I could choose to do and that I think I would like to do, but mm. comedy is something that I love and want to do. So I'll have like weird instances where it's like, I, I mean, I'm not a religious person at all. I'm like, like I'm acid is about as spiritual as I'll get. Um, so I, mean, I have no idea that kind of stuff or like if I believe in fate or anything like that. But there is a, a weird common trend, and especially just since being in L.A. in seven years where I'll have usually once a year it happens where it's like I'll have a really fucking good year just where everything is going my way and then everything fucking drops and you're doing mm-hmm. nothing. Right. And I've like I've lost all my money. I've, I've just ran through it. Bills doing some fun stuff. because You have to enjoy the money a little bit. Right. People well, always like, that's the thing. A little bit. A little bit, yeah, yes. Not, Finding you that. don't blow all your... Exactly. Yeah. So I'll get to these points where I'm like, I literally don't know what I'm going to do for next month's rent. It does happen. Mm-hmm. Like last December, I had no plans at all for 2019. Didn't have a single gig lined up. Mm-hmm. And I had maybe $600 in my bank account. Like I applied for my contractor's license. I was about to start doing construction on the side while I was here. Like I, I was so fucked. And every single time that has happened while I've been here, every time I've like applied for a job and I'm like, I've got to buckle down, mm-hmm. something it's happens. Up. I'll yeah. book a show, 
that gets me just enough to the next gig. Yeah. Or uh, the, the, with this year, it ended up being Dane taking me on a tour. Like, I just out of nowhere, I was like, right. I, oh my God, and I'm all of a sudden super busy. It's pretty cool. It's super cool, but it's like, it, it's one of those things where it's like, as soon as you get down on yourself and it's like, well, guess that was it. I, I had my run and maybe, maybe it just isn't supposed to be it. Something happens to be right. like, no, stay in it. It's, it's a nice feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is good. And it's I, I have skills to fall back on mm. too. Like Yeah, you fucking glued. Yeah, I was gonna say pod like podcasting has been has done a lot for me because I'll be broke and then someone will be like, Hey Ari, do you wanna will you help me start a podcast? I'll pay you this much money. Really? And I'll be like, Yeah. Nice. And then dude. I'll do that. And then that usually you know, like uh like me and I opened for, I met Santino from opening for him mm-hmm. in Arizona. Or actually no, I met him from working at the comedy store, but like I opened for him once in Arizona mm-hmm. from winning some comedy contest. Really? And we just... Was it stand-up live? It was uh, House of Comedy, big, big Pine Comedy Festival. Oh, no, I did that last year. So I did that festival. Mm-hmm. You know, I go out there. i losing $600 to do it because they, they don't pay. Mm-hmm. And put you in, like, the worst hotel. Yeah, they put you in, like, a dorm, basically. A shared hotel, yeah. yeah. Like a, yeah, a hostel. Uh-huh. And, you know, you spent money to get there mm-hmm. and you're spending money on food. And I think I even bought a ho- my own hotel room because I'm like, I'm not sharing a room with yeah. strangers. So, but I'm like, I'm, I, I did it because I like Flagstaff mm-hmm. and the people who are on the festival were super nice. And yeah. I was like, I'll go do shows, whatever. Who cares? Mm-hmm. And then I didn't even know they were doing this, but they did like the best of fest thing. Okay. And I was in a fight. I brought my girlfriend with me there at the time mm-hmm. and we got in a big fight. So we're leaving the festival. We're in a fight. I'm leaving. I take off right after my show, and they call me and they go, "Hey, uh, we can't find you anywhere, but we just did like the best of fest awards, and you got it, but you're not here." And I'm like, "Oh, really? Okay, cool. What's that mean?" And they're like, "So just pick a weekend at the House of Comedy, and you mm-hmm. can come feature." So, so I'm you like, pick Santino's weekend. So I, I was like, I know Santino a little bit from working at the store. Mm-hmm. Like he knows who I am, and I like his comedy, and I like him. So I picked him. So I come do the weekend with him. And we play golf together, and we just uh-huh. get along great. And then he just learned that weekend that I knew how to podcasting stuff. Mm-hmm. So then when he started his podcast, I helped him start that. Nice. And you know, just like isn't built that a friendship? Weird how that happens, man. But like so one little like, thing can lead to another. Yeah. So enough people now know about this garage space to mm-hmm. where whenever someone's starting a podcast, if they are in my circle of friends, they're like, "Go to Ari. He'll right. hook it up." So it's like I have things that unique skills that other comedians don't have and that's mm-hmm. kind of keeps me afloat i think that's good man good for you dude it's something i'd rather just be you know uh just be doing stand-up just be doing stand-up but God, i wish it worked complain. like that anymore man you have to be doing fucking everything yeah and even the people who can just do stand-up still mm-hmm. do podcasting and i will stuff. be as soon as i'm famous i will be deleting everything <laughs> i can't wait to just do the stuff like just do stand up, just do acting, just create, not yeah. have to fucking read the drama online and please a million different platforms. Okay, last question. You uh, have been doing stand up nine years. Mm-hmm. Started at age fifteen. You've auditioned. You've done a lot of thing, a lot of cool things that people would dream of. Mm. Uh, you already said. You told me about the how you didn't get. Uh, What's the show called? Wild and Out. You didn't get Wild and Out when uh-huh. you were 17. But what of all the things, like what has been your biggest disappointment or biggest thing where you're like, oh, I wish I could go redo that or I wish I didn't do that one gig? Is there anything there where you're like, man? It wasn't like a, 
specific fuck up. I think it's overall, I just wish I knew what people didn't like about me. Just like, oh, you, you stand just... up wise. I, I wish I knew what I could fix. Cause like there hasn't been a specific instance that I'm like, I wish I could have done that better. But it's like anytime, anytime I approach like Comedy Central or something like that, any other mm-hmm. showcases or whatever, they always are just every time pass. No, not interested. Not interested. Not interested. I, I wish I knew what was going on in people's minds that makes that well, makes them not want to give an opportunity. I think that's that's probably an unhealthy mindset to have because extremely, I'm suffering. It's like <laughs> it's like you just have to remember this town's bullshit. Mm-hmm. If they don't, if someone doesn't like you industry wise, it's probably not that they didn't like you. They just don't want to take a chance, mm-hmm. or they like someone else better, yeah. or you weren't right for that thing. It's rarely personal. How many times is yeah someone going fuck Matt Reif? Like that's not happening. You'd and be if surprised. it is, <laughs> and if it is, if that is happening, it's like it's subjective. Yeah, you're polarizing. Maybe someone's some people are gonna like you. Some people aren't. The no old- one's. You can go on a Dave Chappelle video on YouTube, and uh-huh. there's ten comments saying. Dave Chappelle sucks. That's it's true. Like, very, very how true. How could you think Dave Chappelle sucks? What's wrong with you? But I think the only thing, and this might actually better answer your question, the only thing I think I've done in my career that I'm like, I shouldn't have handled it that way because this would give the, someone the impression of the like that I wouldn't be a nice guy or whatever. It was when I was hosting TRL out of out of New York. I didn't know you hosted TRL. Oh, dude. Yeah. Hello. Wait, like a season yeah. of TRL you hosted? Yeah. I didn't know that. Wait. So they rebooted it like two years ago. To okay. October. This is on MTV. Yeah. On and they, and two they're years like, ago Matt Rife's going to be the new host. How did uh, I not hear so, about this? Okay. Because yeah. this is exactly why it never oh. panned out. So... They called me. I, I've been doing a bunch of MTV shit with Wild Now and some other shit with right. them. And um, so they were rebooting TRL. And they called me on a Friday. And they're like, hey, this is this deal we want to give you, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I know about TRL. I don't want to be a host. I'm, I'm okay. Thank you, though. Let's, let's focus on something else. And they're like, no, it's going to be you and DC Young Fly. You know who that is? Mm, I've heard of him. He's, heard uh, him. he's a, 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 an Instagram comedian guy. Okay. Or whatever. He's on Wild Now as well. I know he's Got it. A couple of movies, whatever. Anyways, uh, so they're like, it's going to be you two hosting your own show. And I was like, well, we had good chemistry on Wild Now. It could be fun. But I was like, I really want to do a lot more like acting stuff and like my type of comedy. They're like, oh, it's going to be cool. It's going to be, you guys going to be hosting this show. We have some great special guests. You guys are going to do like your own sketches and we're going to let you guys do your comedy. It's going to be your guys' thing. And I was like, ah, I don't know. And they're like, well, here's a stupid amount of money right. and like a holding deal and all this cool shit. And I was like, all right, well, can you just like, let me get back to you in like a week. And they're like, no, we need you here Monday. And I was like, you need me to move to New York tomorrow, basically. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we're going to get you a hotel, or an apartment, everything. We all pay for all of it. It's in the middle of Times Square. I'm living mm. like in the building that like the big ball drops in that building and walk to Viacom every day. And I get there, it's immediately a lie. There's two other hosts, these two female hosts who they were great. No, nothing wrong with them. Just yeah. it would have been like it was already like, what the fuck is happening? But you mean DC Youngfly wasn't there? He was a host as well, but there was so also there two hosts. yes, there was four hosts. Okay. And like a couple correspondents and stuff like that. We never had any cool guests. That we only had like YouTube kids and Vine kids because Viacom swears that's what people want to watch. They yeah. don't. Right. And um I remember one of the days, uh, like it's in, it's in like those big windows in, in the Viacom building, yeah. And it's like it's it's like daylight saving time, so it's dark early while we're filming. And there's these two Vine kids, like Jello wrestling in sumo suits in a pool, right? And I'm wearing a referee's jersey with a whistle, and we cut to commercial. And I look over and I Wait, catch it's a ref- li- it's live, mm-hmm. okay. And total request live, man. Oh, that's right. I catch a reflection of myself in the mirror, standing next to this fucking Jello pit with these two guys sumo wrestling, and me in this jersey. And I went, I hate this. This isn't what I want to do for my yeah. life at all. 
and the show was a, it was a disaster. It wasn't yeah. funny. It wasn't informative. It wasn't like there was no point to it. No music yeah. videos. Nothing. It's like every day I was waking up at seven a.m. to go to set to read a script that was beyond unfunny. That I'm yeah. like, I'm a comedian. I can't be saying this stuff. Yeah. This makes me look horrible. And they'd be like, well, what do you want to say? And I'm like, well, let's do this. And they're like, well, you can't say that. And I'm like, then why am I here? And also, yeah. why am I not getting paid for a writer's credit if I have to write my own shit? Yeah, yeah. And it was just, I probably seemed like a diva, 100%. But I was just like, this is fucking horrible. I was in a relationship. So how did it end? I quit. Okay. I, it was a miserable like, experience. Did you have to cancel your contract? Did you quit at the end of the season? So or? I got super lucky, actually. Uh -huh. So word on the set had kind of gotten out that I was thinking about leaving. Like, I was miserable. I was in a terrible relationship. Yeah. I, I missed my friends. I missed the work I wanted to be doing. And I, just, I, I was hating my job. I, I was the first time I realized money didn't buy happiness. Because yeah. I was making more money than my parents had ever dreamed of. Yeah. And, uh, and I, word had gotten out that I was going to quit. So we go on a hiatus for like two weeks while they reset the um, the quarters or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, they call like three days before I'm supposed to go back to New York. And they're like, hey, we know you're not happy here. So we think it would be best if we let you go for creative purposes. And I was like, thank God. Perfect. Because then they terminated their contract for the next quarter. So I got paid for the next three months and didn't have to go do the show. Oh, it actually amazing. worked out amazing for me, yes. And... Uh, I think the beauty of oh, the Oh, my bad. It, it, the show got canceled three weeks after, by the way. They three didn't weeks even, after it, they, yeah, they yeah, it didn't even get creative the, differences. Yeah, and they didn't even finish the quarter. So they got the show got canceled, and they still had to keep paying me. And it's on MTV, so no one saw it. Nobody, dude. I would come back here on the weekends to visit my girlfriend, and I'd pop in at the comedy clubs and stuff. And people, what are you doing? You know, where have you been? I'm, oh, I'm doing this. Like, oh, that's that's on? I'm like, yeah. exactly. Nobody's. Yeah. It, it didn't help at all. It's just a check. Yeah. That, so, and but you that was all the money from it. That's probably my biggest <laughs> regret. Is I wish I would have handled it nicer and a little bit more professional than being like, this is fucking stupid. Why am I doing it? It, it was wrong. So you, okay. So you wish you were just like more professional and then maybe off camera yeah. like just told your agent or manager yeah, like, rather hey, than try and get me out of this rather than being like who wrote this shit and, and having the writer be like I, I wrote it and be like this yeah. is fucking horrible like that was <laughs> not I mean it is horrible you should be ashamed but like I shouldn't be well, saying it like this at least you learn from it I, w I, mean, I would never do that again despite the job I can't um, even imagine you doing that you're a pretty nice guy I'm super nice but it was like I said everything about yeah. everything about it was bad my yeah. personal life was bad the job was bad yeah. um, I just w what about living in New York was that cool would you move back to New York Honestly, or you like LA better uh, I really like New York. I definitely love LA way more. And it was like it was from a seven. It was a seven a.m. to about seven p.m. job every single day, and but and it was so stressful. You being live, I'm constantly trying to think of new shit to do on the show. By the time I got done every day, I didn't. I had no energy to go out and do stand up and stuff. Right. I had no time to go do auditions, so it was like mm -hmm. I was missing out on any of the every fun night. part about New York. Yeah. It was really just my apartment vibe. Apartment vibe. Was a nice apartment. It's a really nice apartment. That's pretty cool. That was that was the good part about it. And making like fifteen grand a week was like, what? Yeah. But. Too good to be true. Week. Yeah, what would I? I'd buy a van. Buy a, a van. I really want to get a custom camper van and live in like it. a Volt, like a Volkswagen. No, van. I want to get like a Mercedes Sprinter van. Oh shit, that type of van, a pretty big van, <sighs> and turn it into a little tiny house. And I want to get rid of my apartment. <laughs> I want a white Sprinter van, like those um those no windows. Oh my god. <laughs> And I want to sleep there every night. Have you seen, mm -hmm. like, those, like, mountain ear, like, those, like, hardcore, like, climbers, like, the vans they live That's in and shit? That's what you want? Basically. Like, just enough room like for, that. like, some clothes and a bed? It'll have a little bed, a little sink, kitchen mm -hmm. sink, 
and an outdoor shower. Like uh, I want a big water tube attached to the roof. Uh-huh. So a little faucet. You can You've really thought this out. Oh yeah. I so fall you, asleep you, to van videos every night. <laughs> That's my dream. <laughs> it's such a weird dream. It's like, here's what it is. It's just um, complete and utter freedom. Because if you own the van, yeah. cash, let, let's say I, I want it nice. I want it like $50,000 van, uh-huh. right? So I spend 50 grand on this van. And after that, all I need money for is food and gas. It's true. There's no That's rent. literally it. Keeping it up. Yeah. I could live off $500 a month. There's no job that I would ever take after that that I didn't want to actually do. Do you... Do you want to host this show? Nope. No, thank you. No, thank you. Is it going to pay the $13 I need <laughs> for this month? Yeah, that's it. But do you wonder about, like, you can't bring bitches back to your van. That, it is. You can. You can. That's how you find the cool ones. No, that's not the yeah. cool one. That's no. That's, cool girls do not go to the dude, band. You meet a girl, you like her, and she goes, "Oh, so tell me about yourself." And that's just you make it part of you. You make it cool. You go, <laughs> "Well, van. I live in a Mercedes Sprinter van, and it's awesome. <laughs> it's my it's my dream, and I'm doing it." But like, when is it like, "Hey, where, where's your bathroom?" And then they're curious. Well, you have a yeah. I think the they're bath- The bathroom. Live a bathroom and yeah, a couple and the bathroom are there. Isn't mm-hmm. that cool? But see, that that's actually the first thing that's ever made me second guess it. It's see the, the bathroom. Yeah, you can't dude. really go to the bathroom in privacy, dude. It's gonna be all, all truck stops and porta potties forever. No, you do have bathrooms. Like if I had a, if it was a girlfriend, mm-hmm. I could I could handle her peeing in front of me or whatever. But where is she peeing? Oh, there's a little compost toilet, but here's the, if it's like a first, what I'm thinking is what made me second guess it. <laughs> There's a little compost toilet. Like it's <laughs> no, so like, duh. No. What, what you said that made me second guess it is you get, let's say I get a girl, it's our first night together. Mm. No one wants to pee in front of each other. Like yeah. when you first meet a chick. So that's where it would get weird. It's, but like, <laughs> I might have to get a, uh, okay. I might have to convert change my plans of the van and now install a little bathroom and some of them have bathrooms you know what i saw today actually was a uh it was like a it was a football thing where like the oregon ducks have like a a pop-up toilet it's like a pop-up porta potty but that's like a full-on bus that those guys are in right no it's literally like it's it's no bigger than this table really it's it lays completely flat and you kick a thing with your foot and it just there you go And See? then there's like a little a toilet on the need. inside. Yeah, you oh, get a van. God, I hate that I'm egging it on. My bad. Just strap that shit to the top, I guess. I don't. Do you have a girlfriend now? No, I'm single. No, single? I just. It's weird. I, I've had no interest in probably the past month in hanging out with any girls. It's weird. Yeah. Who was your last girlfriend? Uh, this girl named Tina. She, Tina, uh, when did you guys break up? We broke up in, I guess, early August, I'd say. What's your uh, what's no, the yeah, best way? So you don't meet girls at shows that often. What's the best? How do you meet Tina? Instagram, of course. It all of goes course. down in the DMs. Yeah, dude, I live in there. That's pretty cool. It's she. She was a great girl too. She was she was thirty eight. Thirty eight. She's thirty eight. Yeah, dude. And you were twenty three. Uh, yeah, twenty three. And she was great. I don't fucking judge me, Van. Man. I'm not judging. <laughs> I'm not judging you. I'm more judging. I'm actually judging. Uh, her, her, and and by the way, I would definitely like hook up. Yeah, I'm 30. I would definitely hook up with a 38 year old woman. Yeah, but like full on relationship, 
Dude, I, it's not, it's not going to work out. Those dude. are the only girls I can date though. Cause young Why? girls are just like, they're into, it's only in LA really. The younger girls, I feel like, especially the hot ones, obviously they just want to be at the club every night. They want to figure out what celebrities house they can go back to afterwards. They're all about like the LA scene. And I just imagine it. if you married her. Or are you not even thinking about that? Well, that was the thing about her, though. Yeah. Is she like that's the thing I like about older women. They're past all that. Like they want. What about you? Are, relationship. But are I, you thinking like, don't you want to get married one day or no? No, you don't uh, care. If you I don't really, care, you don't. I care. really don't care. Okay, got it. And so the that's thing why. about her was she, she, her being thirty-eight. You know, her biological clock is she's ticking. You know, like yeah. she only has so many years until she can have a yeah. baby. Like she's, she's got to settle down of, soon. End of that clock. And like she was a fantastic girl. She's probably the best girlfriend I've ever had. Like she was just very supportive, very sweet, just a good person. Mm-hmm. And I got to a point where something over like this summer just clicked where I'm like I. I'm really just focused on my career and me and my friends. Like that's that's what really makes me happy. That's what I want to do every day. Yeah. And I was just like not wanting to hang out with her. And not that I didn't love her and want to be with her, but I was just like, I'm not giving back what you're giving me. And so to do the right thing, I was like, I, I want you to find somebody that you're going to settle down with. And I just... I can't did imagine she? myself being... Did she find someone? Do you know? I mean, I know she's hooked up with somebody after me, but I don't think they're dating. Um, I, I just told her, I was like, I... I, I don't want to waste your time, and I don't want you to waste my early 20s. You know what I mean? I don't want to yeah. waste your last good years and, my, and, like, my prime. So we split, and, I mean, we're fine, I guess. I mean, she wasn't happy about it, but and what breakup ends fucking perfect, you know? Yeah, not many of them. Did she block you on all social media? Oh, of course. Okay. So Dude, I read the good. funniest meme the other day, too. It was like, your ex blocks you as soon as you break up, but she couldn't figure out a way to block her ex, her exes before you throughout the entire relationship. That is funny. It's like so That's many so times. True. I'm like, block this dude. Why are you still talking to him? No, it's not like that. We're still friends. <laughs> sure enough. Block, block, block. Like, Whatever. I think it's best, though, to block each other out. I do, too. Oh, well. At least for a little while. It, I mean, I think certain people could handle things differently. Mm-hmm. Like certain people you meet and they're just like, yep, I realized it wasn't best and now we're yeah. just friends. But I'm not like that. If I have sex with you, it's very hard for me to be to just going, oh, yeah, let's just go get coffee. For me, it's if I loved you, I think. Or if, love. If yeah. I love you, then I'm like, oh, I don't want to see you fucking move on. I, don't, I know you don't want to see me with somebody else. Yeah, I just, I think I'm just not secure enough or not mature enough. No, well, me too, but dude. Yeah, I'm I, blocking. I don't do, I don't do the whole Locked. friends with X thing. Yeah, if we're over, we're over. Exactly. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast, dude. Thank you man. for having me, yeah. man. This is a great time. My hands are so clammy. I'm sorry, Good. dude. Thank you yeah. for having me, man. Thanks for doing it. Of All right. course. See you guys later. You're listening to you listening to unlicensed 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 unlicensed, unlicensed. unlicensed therapy with Ari Manis. Ari Manis.